Exactly 10 years ago, there happened one of the worst traffic accidents in Europe. A bus brought Belgian kids back from a ski trip in Switzerland and crashed in a tunnel. And the accident made the news for many days. But soon the media itself came under criticism when two major daily newspapers published portrait photos of the children who died. Photos that these children had posted before the accident of themselves on Facebook, laughing and carefree on the ski slopes. For the parents of these children, the sight of these photos was unbearable, records Lisbeth van Impe, editor-in-chief of one of the newspapers, had Newsblad. It was a crash that really shocked the nation. There was a lot of emotion involved. People were personally touched by this uh, uh, drama. And suddenly the use of these photos became problematic. Uh, we used them uh, on our front page. But of course it was never our intention to hurt the families involved or cause extra pain. The parents' sadness and outrage quickly pointed towards a fundamental question. How can media producers cover such disasters and respect the grief of victims and relatives at the same time? This bus accident became a milestone in this debate and fundamentally changed reporting standards in Belgium. And with that, welcome to another episode of the Media Ethics Podcast. I am Sonja from the German Press Council and in each episode I take a close look at defining moments for the relationship between journalism and the objects of its work, humans, with their stories and, very often, quite dramatic fate. In this case, the Belgian Press Council was the first point of contact for the parents of the children involved in the accident. Together with the self-help group, they turned to the Press Council, explains Peter Knappen, who is the media ombudsman there. The parents of the children who died in the bus car accident were angry and filed a complaint because the photos of their deceased children were published without their knowledge and without their consent. The parents emphasized that the media could at least have asked whether the publication was the wish of the parents. A press council is not a court that can impose penalties or fines. Rather, it is about talking to each other and mediating between those affected. There was a long conversation between the parents and then, on the other hand, the editors-in-chief of the two newspapers. The ombudsman of our press council, my predecessor, he acted as a mediator between those two parties. And it worked. The newspaper published an apology and the parents withdrew their complaint. The basis for this solution was that the press council had changed its guidelines in the press code due to the debate about the bus accident. The members of the press council decided together that a newspaper must always consult the parents before taking photos of children from social media, says Lisbeth von Impel. The press council did a good job here. There was a, a debate about a new set of guidelines concerning the use of photos that were accessible online for everyone. But we became a lot more restrained 
in how we use those photographs. It was a good debate and it resulted in uh, applicable practical guidelines that I think everyone can live with and followed by most major press organs. So my newspaper anyway follows those guidelines quite strictly. Dealing with photos of victims in social media is regulated in a very similar way in many European press codes. If you want to know which voluntary rules the media have adopted in your country, or if you also want to complain about reporting, contact your press council or check our website, presscouncils.eu. There you will also find press codes and studies on voluntary self-regulation. Thanks for listening and see you next time.